Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Level two has begun. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates as the Monday night meltdown rolls on. Thanks to Paul Bovey for joining us. Excellent NBA breakdown uh, in the first hour of the program. George Kurtz, there's a high bar, Kurtz, uh, that you have to meet now. Uh, we'll hit the uh, the NHL. You have the Islanders up one game to none on the Penguins. Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, Tampa Bay stole one uh, last night. And, of course, Minnesota uh, stole one. So you've got some desperate teams uh, tomorrow. It's going to be some good stuff. We're getting into game twos uh, right now. And... If you're Pittsburgh, all these teams, actually, all these home teams are down. They need these games. Like, it's one thing to lose the first two games of a series if you're on the road. It's not the end of the world. They say, you know, in in sports, when it comes to playoff series, a playoff series doesn't uh, really begin until somebody loses on home ice or their home court, uh, et cetera. But let's be real, man. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, the Minnesota Wild are great at home, but so are the, the Vegas Golden Knights, and they just lost at home. We're seeing home teams lose all the time in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I really don't think home ice really means all that much, ultimately, uh, in hockey. Um, so the Islanders, look, the Islanders beat the Penguins, but the Penguins can't afford to go down 0-2. doesn't matter where the games are. I think the Florida Panthers are screwed. And then uh, Vegas, man, Vegas better win this game uh, as well. So uh, big, big hockey games. We'll get into it with Kurtz. I can't wait for this Washington Wizards-Boston Celtics uh, game. So Paul Bovey joined us, and Paul's a ultra-sharp NBA capper. And uh, Paul's not buying into the Wizards. Not buying in. Says they're the uh, flavor of the week. And they're more than the flavor of the week. They're actually like the flavor of the last, like, you know, month and a half or so. They are 17-6 and uh, six straight up in their last 26 basketball games. So it has been a nice run. Are Boston a better team? Yeah. Are Boston a deeper team? Yeah. Which team is their pressure on? The Washington Wizards or the Boston Celtics? Brad Stevens could get fired, man. I'll tell you what. If Brad, Steve, Brad Stevens will get fired. If they, if they lose two play-in games and the Celtics don't make the playoffs, how the hell is he going to survive that? Right? They're already like they're already on the fence with this guy as it is. Even with Jalen Brown out, I'm not so sure he's able to survive that. Like there's there's a lot of pressure on the Boston Celtics. Well pressure's on the Wizards. And another thing is if the Wizards lose, if I'm the Wizards, I'll be like, whatever, man. We'll beat Charlotte or we'll beat Indiana. And we'll get in. George Kurtz will not have an opinion on this, but he will on the Stanley Cup and baseball bring it. We should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. 
In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. This team is fired up. We came here to play. All right. He'll lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. Throwing it down, thanks to uh, Paul Bovey for kicking with us at level one. We've got uh, Rick Saratella. We're going to get into some NFL talk. I'm telling you, man, people are really, really buying in and believing uh, that um, they're buying in and believing that Aaron Rodgers really will end up with the Denver Broncos uh, still. Uh, So we'll get into that uh, and uh, more. Let's bring in Captain Kurtz uh, right now. George Kurtz in the house. What's going on, Kurtz? Captain, I'm not. I'm never sure if I've been demoted, promoted when I come on this show. I think I was Colonel for a while. Why am I down to Captain? What did I do? Uh, captain sounds better, doesn't it? Captain Kurtz. Ca- Ca- captain Kurtz has a good. Rate. Kind of, I do like kind of Captain Kurtz. Yeah, uh, I think Colonel yeah. is higher. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what branch of the unfortunate uh, talking yeah, about here. Meaning- a captain and a Colonel. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not the Navy here. I wasn't meaning to demote you. I was trying to be nice at you. You're like cousin Sal. I said uh, last week when Sal came on, I said uh, we would bring on one of our favorite guests uh, right now, Cousin Sal. And he's like, he's like, which guy, who, who do you prefer? Which guest? And I was like, and it was funny because he actually made us go over all of the guests that we have on our show. He's like, who do you guys have on your show anyways? So we went over all of the guests. I was like, all right, Sal, you know, you're our favorite guest. Does it make you feel better? Does it make you feel better? General Kurtz, Colonel, what do you want to be, Kurtz? Now, General Kurtz, that doesn't have a good ring to it, right? You got to go with the cuss sound. Uh, I, I actually do like Captain Kurtz. Uh, maybe it's called Captain Kirk. You know, Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Star Trek, very Trekkie. Exactly. Well, first off, I could say other things. Your damn Yankees cost me. And I don't even like betting on the Yankees, bro. I think they're overrated. And whatever, I fell, ooh, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole. So I did the real square parlay, and it ends up backfiring on me, of course. <laughs> I take the Yankees and the Carolina Hurricanes, bro. I had the Caves plus uh, minus plus one fifty five minus one and a half. That was pretty good, but um, man, and that we were never in it. Eh? And that game, Cole got hit early, and that was that. Stanton's out again. Same old, same old with this team. But a little frustrating. I, I had a, a Yankee uh, Canes parlay. Did you uh, did you bet that game? Or are you smart enough to avoid your own team? I, I mean, I had the under. I've been betting the Yankees under forever. They 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 look terrible offensively, but I also bet them to win. Yeah, it's good. Scared Cole day. And I'd have been a parlay. I mean, no, the price was too high to go straight up. But the Yankees offense lo- uh, looks, I mean, it's looked terrible all season long. It's gotten better lately, but it's not saying all that much. They have bad at-bats. They lead the Major League uh, Major League Baseball in double plays. I believe with uh, with at least two runners on, they now have 19 on the season. That's all they're doing is just uh, twin killers here. And they're not all rockets that are being robbed. You know, somebody's just easy, 6-4-3. It's like, oh, here we go again, over and over and over again. They're a team that just has too many boppers, not enough guys who get on base, and the boppers aren't bopping. You mentioned Stanton goes on the IL. Oh, shocking. That never happens. You know, maybe he'll return when he's, when he's first eligible. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on that. George Kurtz uh, kicking it uh, with us. So, wild day. I wanted to get to the hockey with you, obviously, but uh, wild, wild stuff. So, Kevin Pillar takes a baseball uh, to the face tonight in a scary moment. 
Um, I love the fact that the Mets, the Mets owner, the Mets owner actually tweeted out enough with the negativity guys. Can we, he said, can we drop the negativity for a night and just try to win this game? He tweeted the fans. Like I've said it before, dude, Met fans are as negative as it gets, but then you get the Atlanta Braves and the Braves just, these guys just, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this team. And how about this? Hanoa turns out he's going to be out multiple months now, bro. Multiple months, months now. Cause he broke his own hand. He punched the dugout because he got taken out of the game yesterday and had an awful start. And bre- you don't punch with your pitching hand. That that's your money maker. You just don't do that. You know, I think uh, what the uh, Braves manager Snickers uh, said today. Well, no one feels worse than him. Well, I would hope so. I really would hope so. Because that's about as stupid as you can get. If I'm the Braves, I'm pissed. I'm just. I mean, how can you not be? This guy was literally pitching better than anybody on that team. Better than Morton. Better than Freed. Uh, maybe Ian Anderson's up there with him. But he didn't really pitch very well. His ERA was, uh, what, 3.2, something like that. He's So well, and now he's gone for months. We're not talking 10 days. He's talking for a couple of months he's out, out for. Just dumb. Nothing's going well for this team. They were playing a Mets team tonight. Think about it. You mentioned Pilar got hit in the face. That was gross, by the way. You can see the blood pouring down if you really want to look for the uh, the video there. What? No Conforto. Are you a no squeamish McNeil, guy for that? No stuff? Davis. Are you a squeamish like, guy? Like, are you a squeamish guy with sports injuries? Like, do you look no, away like it. Joe Theismann? <laughs> I looked for like it. Joe, do you, Joe Theismann's leg getting snapped and all that stuff? Like, you like that stuff? <laughs> you don't mind? Cam hates it. Like, some people look like, like, oh, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. I watch the UFC, so I'm sort of used to like, you know, there'll be gross things that'll happen um, in, in mixed martial arts a lot. One of the first UFC, uh, not UFC, was not before the UFC, but I was at, like, it was years ago, and um, I was doing, I was working for this Apex Championship Fighting, it was called, and it was, like, my first time that I was cage-side type thing, right? It was, like, the first pro MMA event I was at. <laughs> I'm sitting cage-side, and I've got, like, a cup of beer, and Buddy gets punched, George, and blood goes into the, the drinks of me and the girl that I'm sitting there with. She wasn't too impressed. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, man, we're pretty close. You're really pretty close to the action here, right? So, you know, I'm kind of used to that stuff. But, yeah, it's, you never like seeing it. You can tell, too, right away. Everybody, you know what I mean? The, no pitcher wants to hit a guy in the face, man. Even if he's trying to hit the guy, he doesn't want to hit the guy in the face. Yeah, uh, that that was uh, you're right, and uh, I would I hope no one's trying to hit somebody in the head. That's why everybody gets so upset when you do stuff like that. You know, you're just trying to hit somebody for whatever reason. Fine, keep it from the uh, pretty much the mid chest down, you know, butt down, waist down. You're fine there, but in the face, that's uh, yeah, that that's taking someone's life in your hand. You hit them right, you're gonna you're gonna kill somebody here. I don't love. I'm not going to watch it over and over again, but yeah, I did want to see him get hit. I, I want to see what happened here. You know, uh, well, you what ha- and I saw the video. Yeah. It was pretty awful. Uh, you mentioned that the Theisman thing. Now I hated Joe Theisman. I'm a Cowboy fan, so <laughs> I don't know. I know it's a terrible thing when, when Taylor snapped it. But I, what I always remember from that, other than uh, the, the actual snap, it was Lawrence Taylor was the one calling. You know, he was calling for, "Hey, get out here! This guy's got his leg into uh, three pieces." You know, Dak Prescott that ankle injury last year. Those those are gross things when you actually see you know, a bone uh, bent the wrong way. You know that that's not fun to watch. Uh, I won't watch it over and over. I'll remember? tell you that once is good enough for me. Boise's Alou's injury was pretty bad. Cliff Floyd, too, at first base. He got hit, and his, his wrist was, like, dangling and stuff. There's been some rough ones. I tweeted out something, Joe George. I don't know if you saw it. Um, 
it's pretty, it's kind of graphic, but it's pretty funny in the same sense. And the guy's okay, it turns out. He's got second-degree burns, but he's all right. So I tweeted it out. There's a wrestler, guys, over the weekend, some independent wrestler somewhere. They had some gig where he, they set, his opponent set him on fire and then attacked him with a weed whacker. Except, I don't know, I don't, I don't get, like, the, the logic behind this, but it went wrong, right? Like, very wrong. Very, very, very wrong. And not just for a second wrong. Like, it's crazy, man. The dude's on fire and stuff. Like, and uh, people in the building are flipping out. And uh, they're trying to extort. They're, they're trying to, like, they got fire extinguishers and they can't get the guy out. Uh, it's some crazy stuff. But Pilar said after, thanks to everyone who's reached out. Scary moment, but I'm doing fine. I got to tell you, man, it's tough. Like, you know, props to him. We'll see if he can shake this off. You remember Ellis Valentine, remember the great right fielder with the Expos, great arm. I don't even remember, George. He got hit in the face, and it it broke his cheekbone. It broke his cheekbone, and when he came back, he had sort of like the, you know, the he had like a protector, a football thing sort of blocking, yes. and he, he admittedly said he was never the same after. And he was a big, tough dude yeah, and stuff, and the- it rattled him. Like, he told me many times, like, in interviews yeah. that, like, basically he was never the same after getting hit in the face. He goes, I was just never the same hitter because I could never dig in in the same way. Yeah, I don't remember him getting hit, but I do remember him coming back with the uh, the, the cage thing. Remember Dickie Thon, too? It ruined his career getting hit. Listen, more props to baseball players. I could, I hate, I was so scared getting up anyway, but I would, I don't know if I'd ever be able to swing a bat again after getting hit in the face. Oh, I've been, I've been, fl- I've been freaked out in batting cages before. I'm like, damn, he's pretty fast batting cage. <laughs> pretty fast, pretty fast pitching machine. Bring it. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. The technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sports Grid is available on the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it, you're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. So what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. Yeah, betting on sports a lot like golf. It can be fun. It's supposed to be fun, but it's sometimes not. (laughs) It's sometimes not. You know what? We took a different approach. Not a different approach, but I rolled the dice tonight. I was like underdog this, underdog that, or plus money. I was really just attacking plus money parlays, plus money this, puck lines. And um, some of them worked out. You know, it's one of those nights, George. It's frustrating. I'm sure you've been there. When, um, you know, we started off the show, we came on live, and we're like, you know, give me San Francisco, man. San Francisco against Cincinnati. Boom. You know, they win. Uh, give me the White Sox against the left-handed pitcher. Boom, White Sox are, you know. We're rolling along, actually. 
And I had the Washington Capitals tonight, and it looked like they were going to win two minutes away, Kurtz. Two minutes away, huh? Two minutes away. They've got to blow the stupid lead. Uh, your Yankees cost me the Canes parlay, and I had the Canes on the puck line individually at plus uh, 155, but I had that parlay at plus 113. Yankees, yeah, frustrating night tonight when it was all said and done. Yeah, we all go through that, right? And there's nothing worse than losing a uh, a bet late. You know, you mentioned last two minutes of a hockey game, eighth, ninth inning of a baseball game. Makes you want to go. Makes you want to flip out here. I don't even know where I'm at tonight. I I just got home maybe an hour ago, and I just watched the Yankee game and probably woke up my kids a couple of times. Had a couple of choice four letter words uh, for the way they played again tonight. Uh, it happens, right? We we get back at it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they play the national anthem uh, every day. Uh, exactly. So, what'd you think of uh, what do you what did you think of uh, Albert Pujols signing with the Dodgers? Well, my first thought was National League team. That's strange. Where's he going to find playing time? But then you think the Dodgers. Yep. I mean, you talk about a team that's getting cursed, right? So many injuries with this team. I mean, every day it's somebody new, right? So now maybe he can play. You know, play first base for a little bit there till Bellinger comes back, or they can move Muncie around, play some second base, because they got to move guys all around the place here. And then you look at this lineup some nights. I know you do, but, I mean, it's like a spring training lineup. Like, who's this guy? You know, this guy's in for Rios, who's in for McKenzie, who's in for this guy. I mean, it's, it's over and over again. You just a Seeger now for a month here. So I think Pools in the short term, will see playing time. I know he had a single, uh, he singled in Mookie Betts tonight. I'm not sure he did anything else. But I think in the short term, it makes sense. I saw the interview that he did today saying that he'll accept his role, whether it's, you know, play some first place, pinch it, whatever it means. I think for now, it's a good thing. Yeah, and you know what? He delivered with an RBI this evening, right? So it's a good way to sort of settle in. Dodgers win the baseball game 3-1, and it's a big win for them. When you consider all the injuries that they have, they have a big week coming up here. Uh, divisional games against Arizona and then San Francisco, and uh, Bueller steps up. And it's funny because I had my doubts about Bueller coming into tonight. Bueller had been hit pretty hard. The Dodgers have a ton of injuries. Bumgarner has actually pitched well. But um, when it's all said and done, man, Bueller uh, goes uh, seven innings of one-hit baseball tonight. Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. Bueller hadn't or hasn't quite been that guy we expect him to be. You know, so I shied away from this as well. Normally, I would, I'm a Dodger uh, better, especially against uh, a weaker team like the Diamondbacks. Now, Bumgarner did, did get hurt tonight as well. We don't know the extent of that injury yet. Uh, so he came out of the game here. But I stayed away from this game. The Dodgers right now, they're going to have to win on their pitching because that's pretty much healthy. Right? I mean, you did lose Dustin May, but it's oh, pretty the, healthy. Yeah, yeah. You got David Price back tonight. Yay. So yeah. that's all what's going to have to carry them. Right? You should get Gonsolin back maybe the end of this month, early June. We'll see what he can do here. They're still uh, going to win this division. Rotation eventually. Yes. Yes. It, it's a long baseball season. We know that. Dodgers are still the best team. And most of these injuries are going to, going to come back. Listen, you could be an optimist. You win the division. These guys will all be fresher for the second half of the season. Yeah. And, you've, you know, I would sort of hope, too, that you've gotten bad luck out of the way. They've already had 13 guys <laughs> injured, which is kind of hard, actually. It's like, really? At one point, you know what I mean? There's been 13 dudes um, that have missed uh, time due to injury. So let's, let's step onto the ice. Big game tomorrow, George. Big game. Calgary and Vancouver, 4 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, plus 120. Calgary Flames, minus 142. <laughs> Total five and a half. You gonna bet the game? Why are they playing? Do you know why? I mean, this is a serious question, by the way, because I've had I have some theories, but do you know the actual reason why they're playing these games? 
um, money, number one. Um, money, right. television, television contract? contract, television contract, sponsorship. They don't. They got. They got to pay the players. The players want to get uh, paid, right? It's not like the. It's like taking a day off of work. It's not like the players can say, "Well, we don't want to play, but you know, we want to get our eighty-eight thousand dollar game check tonight." Well, it's not one or the other. Watch this and game. and um, draft positioning. That's what they said. Draft positioning. Right, like that's why they had to finish out this this uh, this division when it's all said and done. Listen, it was a fun game last night. Right, draft position was the one thing I never thought of. Yeah, I, I yeah, never thought of position. draft position. All right, I thought I thought of everything else you mentioned, plus player incentives. You know, if they have you know, oh, you reach a twenty goal season, you get this amount of money. Blah 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 blah. But I never yeah, thought that's about a good draft point position. Too, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's why. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like, just the Canucks; it affects me. other teams too. It affects other teams' draft spots. It does. Too, right? You're right. You're you're hundred percent correct. I didn't think of yeah. that. They and also George and also when, when they, game, by the way. When when they came, that's what I was gonna ask you in the bed. Dude, it's five and a half. I don't know, like, dude, it was they scored eleven goals. They're not playing for anything. I said this last week too. I'm kicking myself for not hammering it. That they it's not like the uh the coaches are gonna be coming down on people, George. You know what I mean? Hey, 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 hey it's horrible defense there. This is like what are you going to do? Like, you know, no one wants to really be there. If you're a coach, you're like, whatever, man. I just don't want to get hit by a puck when I stand here right now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's what and if I was a coach. <laughs> exactly. You know, does anyone, it's think about that, Joe. Anyone want to get hurt? Anyone want to get hurt now these last couple of no. games? It's like beer hockey, man. No. It's like Padger stats. And I wouldn't be surprised, like you said. If I was Calgary and Vancouver, I'd meet in the hotel lobby before the game. I'd go over with everyone. All right, who's got what here? Yeah, you know, what do you need? You need two assists? All right. What do you need? You need a goal? Okay. I need a goal too, though, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just totally go in here and screw the owners, man. Everyone hits their – that would be great, eh, if the players colluded like owners did. Yeah, yeah, we all colluded to get our um, to get our, uh, to get get our our bonuses, <laughs> right? Like, because you hear it together as players. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I think, George, over five and a half is the way to go. I agree. I completely agree with you because, once again, you said it perfectly. Nobody cares. And, well, I, think about it. Next week, they may be going to, I don't know, the Caribbean. They're going on a cruise. They're going away. You think they want to go away with a broken bone or getting hit or bruises? No, they're not blocking shots. They'll hit a little bit, but they're not going to go crush anybody in the corner. Nor do they want to get crushed. So no one's playing uh, all hard, hard here. And by the way, uh, I don't think exactly what you said happens where they all get together, but I do think <laughs> something like it happens. I think it's well known of who needs what. And, uh, you know, a big deal if you know, Joe Schmo gets a goal here. He gets an extra 50000 whatever it might be in their contract. Yeah, I think stuff, stuff like that goes on where the players are like aware. The, the game doesn't mean anything to them. <laughs> if you right. like the guy. The game doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You lose that edge, and you're not you're not you're not going to play defense as hard. You're just not. You're going to lose that extra jump here. But offensively, it's like playing with a, you know a beer league game. Offense is fun. Defense sucks. You don't want to come back. You won't come back as hard. You just won't. So yeah, I like the over. This came a lot as well. Guys, it happened during the home run chase years ago too, with um, with uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Dominican pitchers were like grooving pitches to Sosa. Right at times, late in the season. And so were pitchers to McGuire. I don't know why, George. I don't know why. Like, I know for a man, I saw, like, Carl Pavano, bro, he couldn't, he, he basically, like, put it on a tee, bro. And I don't know if it was the 70th or whatever it was, but whatever the, whatever the record, whatever the number was at the time. 
Carl Pavano, the Expos at the time, gave up a pretty big home run, bro. Like one of McGuire's like records, one of the big ones, like in the same game or something. And it was like he liked it. They said after, oh, and he said, well, it's nice to be part of history. And I was thinking, really? You want to be part of history by giving up home run? And like, it used to happen, like with Sosa, they wanted Sosa to win, right? For the Dominican and stuff, right? So some guys were like, whatever, man. I don't care. I'll give up a home run. I want Sammy to win this home run chase. Boom. Groove a pitch right over the middle, George. It happened, bro. Like, um, it, it was going on. There was a lot of grooving going on with that stuff. And you know what had happened with Michael Jordan when he played baseball, actually? Guys didn't want to strike him out and mock him. For You know what I mean? They weren't like, oh, I strike. Like, they did once type thing, and then they realized he's got problems up here, right? And I don't want to show him up. And pitchers were grooving pitches to Michael Jordan in baseball when he was playing uh, in double-A. Like, they, you would figure almost like guys would want to have that feather in their cap. Oh, I struck Michael Jordan out six times or whatever, you know, four times in a game. But, uh, no, they actually – he was Michael Jordan, and they didn't mind him getting hits off of them. Yeah, I mean, we've heard this before throughout history. Uh, there's some Mickey Mantle stories out there that he uh, – he, once again, yeah. pitches were grooved to him uh, at yeah. different times for different reasons at the end of the season during the, uh, the Maris Mantle chase. So they were chasing Babe. So I have no doubt this happens. I don't know if we're going to talk about uh, Bull Dorham here where, hey, you know, uh, hey, curveball's coming. You know, think think highly of me, whatever that line was in the movie. I don't oh, know if that's going to go best, there. The catcher, but I have no the doubt the players are going to have to totally yeah. <laughs> The catcher tells him, yeah, yeah, <laughs> think highly of me. Oh, you know, I don't know. You know it's happened. Like, one thing that happens in football, too, um, linemen will let the QB get hit sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they don't like something. Like, um, I remember Kyle Turley told me that about Michael Vick. He, I said, would you play with Michael Vick? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, whatever. You don't really have a choice. He goes, I would. But he goes, I'd let him get smoked once, and i let him know I did it. That's what he said, point blank. He goes, but once. He goes, I let him get smoked once and let him know, but after that, we'd be all right. Right? Man, dude, remember Carr on the Raiders? People were convinced the Raiders all line let him get killed one night when he didn't take a knee with him. Bring it. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break up the hickory switch.
Sports Talk Radio. Damn. This show is really flying by this evening. Great stuff. Great stuff. Tomorrow night we have the NBA playoffs. All right. Um, and great point by uh, Big Will uh, in our chat. He said, watch Alomar's last at bat versus Nolan Ryan's last no hitter. He was just swinging at air. Uh, he was whiffing to help uh, Nolan Ryan. I'm telling you, George, this stuff happens all the time. Goes back to, uh, remember, um, the uh, the Michael Strahan sack. Who was it? It was Brett Favre, right? Which Brett Favre, like, basically walked right into him. <laughs> yeah, because they, they all hated Gaston, all right, because he was such a such, such an ass. So, uh, Favre said he pretty much just lay. He ran, pretty much ran. Like, hey, go, just, just carry me. Just, don't hit me hard. just carry me down. He just laid down for him. Yeah, guys, like Michael Strahan was about to break the all-time sack record. And, and Brett Favre basically, like, gave it to him. Like, Brett Favre basically said, sack me, bro. Like, oh, let's get it. Get your record. <laughs> get the record. Exactly. It was almost like it was so obvious, too, though. It was like Favre basically just, like, said, all right, I'm going to do this for you here. And it happens all the time, guys, If, if especially if they respect. How many times, too, have you seen, George? Like, honestly, if you were, if you were a baseball player, George, it's the ninth inning. Your team is losing 8 nothing. There's two out. There's a no-hitter going on. The other guy's got a no-hitter going on. Do you really deep inside want to be that jerk and like just like squib a single in the right field on him? Or are you like, whatever, man. I'm just going to swing and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> like... Uh, I think once again, if, uh, and the, the Nolan Ryan, yeah, I probably okay, fine. It's not, it's Nolan Ryan. You know, he's a, a great of the game here. But other than that, you know, it's just some regular. It was Joe Musgrove. Carlos Rodon this year, and I, I want the hit. I do want the hit. I'm not bunting for one. I do believe that. I, I you don't, you know, you don't do that. So not an eight nothing game. If it's one nothing, that's different. Getting on base means yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, in a yeah. well, eight nothing game, I'm not going to bunt for anything like that. I might not even go if let's say if I'm being played the pull. I might even not even go against the shift on purpose. Maybe I am just going to try and hit the ball hard somewhere in an eight nothing game. But uh, I do want the hit. Yeah. I look. I look, George. I'd like to look at the at-bats of the four no-hitters this year, of the last at-bat. How many pitches did it get into? Not many, man. I'm willing to bet. I'm telling you, every time it gets late like that, if the game isn't on the line and stuff, guys will swing at the first pitch. They never work the count. Like, they're just like, they just want to, I don't know. They almost, I remember Dennis Martinez. I don't know if you remember El, um, El Presidente, El Perfecto. El Presidente. Uh, but that, yeah, that was his nickname, El Presidente. Dennis Martinez pitched a perfect game with the Montreal Expos versus the Los Angeles Dodgers at Chavez Ravine. And uh, Chris Gwynn, not Tony Gwynn, but Chris Gwynn was the last out, man. And, man, like it looked like he couldn't have tried to pop it up more, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like he got – it was almost like I'm just gonna pop this up and like I'm gonna like I'm not gonna screw this guy's perfect game, like because dude, and you see it, George. When there's no hitters, man, even the other fans turn on the team. They want to see it, right? How many times have you seen that? Like the the, the home fans will turn on their their own team during a no hitter late in the game. Yeah, of course. They want you want to see history. Once again, if it's a blowout game, you want to see history. You know, and I think I would too if I'm at the stadium and you know there's a no hitter going and the other team they're winning eight nothing. I want to see a no hitter too. I never have. 
Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything big. I had a chance to go see Roger Clemens win his 300th game. Yeah, we we, we I had tickets for a game, and we, uh, I think it got we got rained out and canceled. Then we we wanted to go to that Friday night game. I think the Yankees were playing the Cardinals, and I I couldn't go. I said, Nah, I got to got a hockey game or something like that. Nah, I can't go. So we didn't go, or else I could have gone to Roger Clemens's game. But other than that, my only claim for fame would be I was at a couple of Don Mattingly's. Uh, Home run streak games back in the '80s when he had like what eight home eight home runs in a row. I was at a couple of those games. I was um, I saw one no hitter, and I've been to a lot of baseball games, man. Like you know what I mean? I got paid. I was doing my show out of a baseball game, like at the stadium, right? So I did like two years of my show out of the stadium. They did play like 23 games or something in Puerto Rico, but so that's essentially like 130 days in a row. Or whatever, and as a fan too, like, and not not to mention just as a media member and as a fan, like I've been to more baseball games than any other sport, like definitely, like um, and hockey and hockey. I've been to a million hockey games, but uh, I've been to a million baseball games. Only seen one no hitter, only one no hitter. I was I've been at big uh, big games. I've never been to a World Series game though. Which bothers me. That's the one thing. I've never been to a World Series game. I've been to playoff games before. I've been to playoff baseball games before, but I've never been. Um, I saw the Dodgers and Expos in uh, 1981 uh, when they played in, in the uh, the championship series. And I've been to um, what other baseball playoffs? I think that's actually playoff only thing. I've never been to a World Series. I wanted to go last year, but it was in Texas in the middle of a stupid pandemic. But I was there for Fernando Valenzuela's no hitter, George. Same night Dave Stewart threw a no hitter for the A's that night. It's a Friday night, two no hitters on one night. I think it was 1991. I don't remember the year, but I remember the other night you're talking about. But uh, what I was gonna say is, uh, you want My grandmother used to work for the uh, at a certain hotel in the city. Uh, I forget the name of the hotel. Uh, a big hotel, and Starman would stay there when he came to New York. And this is back in the 70s. Reggie Jackson, Gidry, Nettles, Munson, all was those guys. Was it the guys. Plaza? She used to get was free tickets. the Plaza, you told me? The Plaza, that's it. Yes. That's, yeah, that's the, the one, the yeah. Plaza. Yes. Yeah. And we free tickets. All right. And these seats were literally eight rows behind the Yankee, the Yankee bench. They were fantastic seats. My father, big Yankee fan, but he would not go to the Bronx. And when I say we had tickets, this was to any game, Gabe. Playoffs, World Series, any game we wanted to go. Always had to. My cousins went. You know, they, they would go. My father, as big a fan as he was, would not go to the Bronx. Didn't want to travel to the Bronx. So uh, we'd go to Shea Stadium. I'd get to see the Yankees playing the Mayor's Trophy game against the Mets each year. But God forbid we should go there to go see a World Series game or uh, you know, a playoff game. Granted, I was only 8, 9, 10 years old at the time. But, uh, yeah, I got to enjoy those tickets a little bit. I mentioned the Don Manley games because my grandmother still worked uh, at the plaza. But she retired somewhere probably the late 80s. Uh, before once again before the Yankees got good again in the 90s, so never got to see a uh, playoff game because my father wouldn't go. Frustrating, brutal, not angry Especially about it too. At all. And yeah, well, you know what? I remember it was the Bronx Zoo at the time. I get in the 70s and stuff in the late it 70s. It was a bad place. But, yeah, but um, I don't know. It's not like uh, was Shea Stadium a great place? <laughs> Around City Field now, it's not. Dump. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. Uh, or old Shea Stadium. Whatever I think of Shea Stadium, I just picture like garbage bags on the field all the time. It's the only stadium I ever saw that. Remember Jet Games? The New York Jet Games, there was always like plastic bags, <laughs> like like blowing around all over the place on the field. All right. Uh, so um, 
Islanders and Penguins tomorrow. Your Islanders stole game one. Man, you guys swept these guys two years ago. And, man, the Penguins lost in the first round of the playoffs last year, George. Like, uh, you know, people don't talk about it, but they got bounced by the Canadians last year. You remember in the hub, in the bubble hub, whatever you want to call it. I don't know why the NBA was a bubble and the NHL's a hub. It was the same thing. Uh, but nevertheless, so <laughs> it's true, though. They called the NHL in the hub, and the NBA was the bubble. It was the same damn thing, all right? So I don't really understand that. But uh, who do you like in this game tomorrow? Man, the Penguins need this one. It's a must-win game for the Penguins. You don't want you can't go down 2-0 going back to the Coliseum. The Penguins did everything right in Game One, everything right, but Tristan Jarry was terrible. I mean, you could make an argument, Gabe, that all four of the goals were on him. I don't know if one of those. I mean, he made some stops that maybe they should have scored on, but all four of those goals, both by Palmieri, the Pajot goal—that's a joke. I mean, a flip shot from the boards. You can see the defenseman take the defenseman. He took his stick out of the way because he didn't want to deflect it in because it's a shot that probably gets saved yeah. 99 out of 100 times. That goes in. Those goals can't happen. You know the Brock Nelson goal is okay. You know, but those goals have to be stopped. So it's all on Jerry. And today they were giving him extra practice because they were they worried about him. He got hurt at the end of the regular season. I mean, I'll go with the Penguins. I don't feel as strong about it because this was the bugaboo going in. We know the Penguins have the better offense, you know, going up against the Islanders' defense. We know, uh, you know, that's the way it was going to be. The Islanders' offense is what it is. They're going to bang you. They're going to bang you. They're going to bang you. They want to play a long series. The longer this series goes, the bigger the advantages for the Islanders, so they will tire you down. I don't think Malcolm plays tomorrow. He didn't practice today. It's on Jerry. If, it, if they're in his head already and he's not, not going to stop pucks, the Islanders are going to do quite well here. But I, think the Pen- I don't see the Penguins losing their first two games at home. I think they pull it out tomorrow. Any opinion on the total at five and a half? It's minus 150 to the under right now. I've been betting against the uh, on the unders for the Islanders for a while now because they don't score goals here. But, you know, lost game one. I had the under there. Uh, it's Jerry. I can't trust him right now, but I can't trust the I over know. either. I don't know. Maybe he figures it out. I'm going to stay away here. I will go for the Penguins. Like I said, this is nothing really. It's just I don't see the Penguins going down 2-0 here. So I'll take the minus 138. I think they're going, I'm not going to go on the, uh, the puck line, but I'll take the money line here at minus 138. But the over-under... I lean under because I know the Islanders, but I don't trust Jerry at all right now. If he's a mess, if they're in his head, it's it's going to be an over game again. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep my eye on the in game total here. You're right; it's hard to, you know, especially got to lay fifty cents to do it too. That's that's another thing. Um, all right, so Tampa Bay and Florida. This is a game, and listen, I was on Florida. It was frustrating, so I'm kind of frustrated. I lost with Florida late. I lost with Washington late tonight. And that's the thing with hockey. They bet, you know what I mean? A team that deserves to win won't always win. I'm not saying I deserve to win both games, but you know what I'm saying. But Florida played a pretty damn good game, George, right? They really did. I mean, they were up 4-3. I mean, they, they were giving Tampa all that they can handle. They were responding every time Tampa came back. And Tampa still ends up winning the game. Tampa minus 134, total 6.5. I get the feeling that this is, that's the way this series goes. Florida throws a kitchen sink at them, but it's not enough in the end. I don't know if they get swept, but I just think Tampa are going to be too much for them. What do you make about this game tomorrow? Well, that, I think once again, game one is a game Florida had to win. You had to win because I think, uh, again, the longer this series goes, the advantage is for Tampa. Kucherov hasn't played all season. He's only going to get better, and he had, what, three points in game one, a couple of power play goals. Stanko's been out a month, actually more than a month. So the, the longer they'll get back in hockey shape, back in hockey playoff uh, shape here. So I think the longer the series goes, the better. Stupid penalty by Bennett, and he's I don't yeah. know how he only gets one game for that. 
I mean, he took he took like a forty yard run at the guy. What you think was going to happen? And you were up four three at the time. You said it. That's why that turned the series around here. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, Florida has to win tomorrow because I think if they lose tomorrow, their series is over in five. Uh, but I don't feel strong enough about it to bet it. I don't because uh, I think once again, Bobrovsky he didn't play all that great. I'm not saying it was his fault, but I wonder if they're going to go to Dreiger tomorrow because Bobrovsky he definitely rebounded this season. He was terrible last year. He rebounded this year, but Dreiger's pretty good too. And I wonder if they like you know five goals. We got to go to Dreiger. We've been pretty much going every other game anyway. Let's go with Dreiger. And I don't know if Vasilevsky is going to play as I don't want to say he played poor, but he didn't play great. So I think his play picks up as well here. I don't have a strong feeling anywhere. This is uh, probably another in-game play for me here. I mean, if it was five and a half, I'd go over here, but I'm not going to go uh, over six and a half. I'm not going to do that. Uh, guys, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, this is crazy. They scored five or more goals in 20 of their 56 games uh, this year. Uh, 20, uh, five or more in 20 of their 56. But we've told you guys about Minnesota's dominance against Vegas. Minnesota are now 12-2-3 all time against Vegas. All right, this is real. Vegas, like, need to win this game tomorrow. They're done. Ball with Kurtz on the other side. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Working hard 24 hours a day to give you your USRDA of the winning edge. Everything a growing boy needs. Sit up straight. Get it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. So, uh, George, Vegas, let's blast through these games. Vegas, minus 162 right now. It's actually coming down. I think people are starting to realize that Minnesota just owned these guys. Who do you like tomorrow? I'm going to go with Vegas here. The 162 means I'll parlay it with a, probably a cross-pollinate with the baseball game. Vegas really controlled game one. Talbot played great, bad luck, bad puck luck in overtime, gets the game-winning goal here. Vegas, you said it, they cannot go down 0-2. I think they'll win tomorrow. All right, so I wanted to get your take. What do you think of the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs? I see the Canadiens are plus 172. Uh, the Maple Leafs are minus 205 on Thursday night. And the Winnipeg Jets, plus 130. Edmonton Oilers, minus 154. What do you make of the North Division playoff matchups? Give me, give me the peg, man. That's my one upset here. I think it's going to be a lot like the uh, Chicago Blackhawks Oilers last year in the uh, the hub, not the bubble here. A lot of high-scoring <laughs> games. You'll have the over on that as well. It's over six, all over that. A lot of high-scoring games in that series there. I don't trust either team's defense. Hellebuck better bring his, uh, his A game there. But uh, to me, the Oilers, they're a two-man team. I, I, I just think Winnipeg will have a better chance of slowing them down. I think, think they're going to win this series as well. I think Toronto takes care of Montreal as well. I don't think this is much of a series. And maybe a carry price is 
up to par here? Have you been playing and playing well? He's going to play his first game in the NHL in, what, a month? Oh, no, in this game, good luck here. No, I like Toronto a whole bunch here, but I'll be parlaying it with something. Wow, man, you're going to upset, uh, upset Montreal Canadian fans right now. <laughs> you're going uh, you're, you're to upset. You're call, calling out no series. People, A lot of people are saying it's like going to be a sweep. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at a video here right now of Carey Price making some sick saves in practice right now. <laughs> Give me the Canadians plus the a puck and a half. The only way they, I think Toronto lose is if they start looking ahead. They win the series. I like the over here as well. Uh, <laughs> George Kurtz. Great stuff, George. The late night anger management class. We've got Rick Saratella stepping up with it. You like the NFL? We're talking NFL. Add more. Bring it. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 